Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. It is great to see you as always. This episode is brought to you by, you guessed it, Zabo Apparel Company. Look, summer's coming to an end, unfortunately. Fall's about to be here. Football season's 10 days away. Go to Zabo, get yourself a nice long sleeve brown shirt, a hoodie, or any of the other great things they have. That's S-Z-A-B-O-Apparel.com. Tonight's episode, we have our two friends, Gab Cruz and Gab Gowdy. You know both of them. Gab Cruz, you've seen her on the scoreboard at every Indians game, commercials on Fox Sports Ohio. Gab Gowdy, you know as one of the most entertaining Cleveland sports personalities and now on her way over to FanDuel. She's been on here before. Let's get right into it. Here we go. I still believe through the cold and through the heat, through the rain and through the tears, through the crowds and through the cheers. We now welcome on two very, very special guests to the podcast. Usually, I'm the best-looking one on this podcast, but tonight I have to give that title away to the two ladies we're joined by, both named Gab. Gab Gowdy, you have all met before. She was on here a few months ago with us. Going to talk a lot about new developments in her sports life here, but Ms. Gowdy, how are you? Um, I'm okay. I've been better. Why's Not that? terrible. But not great. Well, before we get into that, we got to introduce the other Gab. Of course. Yes. So it can still hit hard that there's two people named Gabrielle. Yes, of course. <laughs> Gab's then, for short. Miss Gab Cruz is also joining us here. Everyone in Cleveland knows Gab. You've seen her on a commercial. You've seen her on Fox Sports Ohio. Most importantly, you've seen her as the in-game host at Jacob's, I mean, Progressive Field for the Indians. <laughs> Gab, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. I am great and I'm not uh, you know recovering from wisdom teeth surgery so I don't like, have an excuse to cop out of this we are good to go well, welcome to both of you and thanks for coming on but that was in reference to the other gab she just had a wisdom teeth pulled Thoughts yeah and prayers, so gab. let's hear about it I love talking wisdom teeth I don't like talking about it but I will <laughs> uh, let's but it hear is about pretty it. awesome that you're here after you just got your wisdom teeth out because a lot of people they could be like really not together well, yeah, well she got she, it's the dogs of war podcast people would just not come <laughs> on kevin's like oh most importantly the end game sports thing but no now she's a guest of the dogs of war podcast ranked top 10 sports podcast in the country of lebanon shout out to the lebanese well i got them out two days ago and they i had four and they were all impacted nice. so they just yanked those things right out of my mouth how many wisdom teeth do we all have is it two on the top two on the bottom or is it is it two on both sides yeah Okay, that makes sense. So you got them all. You got them all done. Got I know them some all. people who got them all done. Yeah. It'd be kind of dumb if they didn't. If they left a wisdom tooth in. I but. think I like passed out before they started the operation. Oh yeah, it's like, called. They put the IV in. It's, it's called medicine. Yeah, like they put they knock. No, no, no. I think before that, I got a little sick. I was a little worried, and I think I passed out before because he said the doctor said they're like, I'm gonna put the like needle in you. The IV's not gonna be in you yet. I'm gonna tell you when I'm gonna do it. 
I don't remember him telling me he was going to do it. I just remember him poking it around. He said, I can't really find it. And then I woke up. Did anyone record up. you? Is there a video of you after you came out of surgery? Yeah. But I, when I like woke up, woke up, I was in my dad's car already. You didn't shout out like any like ex-boyfriends or no, any secrets. I, just, yeah. I know some people who have said some pretty messed up shit when they're coming out of the, the coma. <laughs> my dad said I just kept looking at him and like going like this and winking. I'm like, when would I ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I remember that the can't see that was a finger gun and a wink. It's not a visual yeah. podcast. <laughs> finger water gun. Uh, Gab K, when did you get your wisdom teeth out? Did you? That's awesome. I actually did get my wisdom teeth out and I got them out in college. And um, Gab, same thing though. Like beforehand, I was I was freaking out. I was freaking out, and I re- I just remember like the lady who was administering whatever they have to do ahead of time. She was giving me the play by play of like what was going to go down, and my heart rate skyrocketed so high that I just remember the doctor coming in and like yelling at the lady <laughs> for telling me what was happening. He's like, "No, you need to stop." But he was then he was yelling at her, and I was like, "That was making me even even more on yeah. edge." I just kept telling them, just so you know, I'm still awake. Like, I'm still aware. I'm still awake. I'm still aware. I kept saying that until, like, I just remember waking up. So, I feel ya. Yeah, when the guy, like, the, I went in for, like, the pre-thing. Like, you go in before the time before surgery. Oh. And I went in there, and the guy literally said to me, he said to me, I'm going to have to break your bones. First, this is first intro. I said, oh, okay, this is really fine. Wait, for wisdom teeth? Yeah, he said, I'm going to have to break your bones. And they told me everything that could go wrong. And he said, it probably won't, but I just had to tell you anyway. He said, well, you know, I'm not good with Well, you blood. could die. You, you probably won't, but you could die. So, yeah, you could. so yeah, that's where we are. That's um, unfortunate. I have to let you know that, though, because I'm so much better off being, like, yeah. in the dark about it. Me too. Ignorance is bliss. Let's see. I was in college when I got mine out. I think it was summer or Christmas break, one of the breaks. And I don't remember anything until I got woken up on my couch in my basement. My dad woke me up yeah. and this is the first and last time I've ever taken any kind of opioid, but I got Percocet for after the surgery. I remember my dad gave me just half a pill. He shook me awake and I was like, huh? And I remember just being in like pain and I still had gauzes everywhere. And he made me take half a half a Percocet just to like see if I could, my stomach was going to do it, whatever. I remember 20 minutes inside after taking that first half a pill, I was like, I cannot wait for the next dose. And I remember like, you know, it was every like few hours. I remember I, I so I took my, the next one after that, or I went to the store. I don't know where we were in Lakewood, my mom or my brother. I remember just floating down the aisles. Uh, so I did it for like the two or three days you're supposed to. Then my parents flushed right down the toilet. They're like, yeah, you're, you're done here. Um, so uh, no, I'm not a drug addict. I've not taken anything like that since. Um, but I can say I, very much understand how people can get very easily addicted to those things because damn that was fun that's wild kevin because like i felt the opposite i guess i don't remember and i didn't really take many drugs at the time but i i (laughs) remember specifically thinking what's the big deal about like i didn't i think i took one and then i didn't take any at all after that because i'm like i don't see what was so magical about it same i've just been taking like ibuprofen yeah i think nowadays i think nowadays you're getting away from the and because my, my my doctor called it a narcotic, he's like, "I'm I'm prescribing you a narcotic." Let me tell you the dangers behind this. But I think nowadays people are so afraid because of the opioid crisis, especially in Ohio, that I feel like a lot of more people that I talk to are, and I'm not a doctor, just FYI, people listening, they're not prescribed like the heavy, heavy ibuprofen instead of the like the Vicodin or the Percocet anymore. Yeah, maybe I didn't get a special one. That's true. I don't know. I got something. It's like some hydro something something. 
some it says some big word on there. It's supposed to be like more, but they only gave me five of them, and I took one. I did not feel good, so I didn't. I didn't a lot of people it. get sick on Vicodin. I've never taken Vicodin, but I heard that can really mess people up, like stomach wise. Well, when I got my wisdom teeth out, hear this out. Junior year, I didn't need any pain meds afterwards. I felt oh, okay. great that night. I ate brats that night. I was. It's like I didn't miss a beat. So I, they I called didn't. my case. They called my case like the ideal case because like nothing was impacted. It was easy. Um, no dry sockets or any of that shit after. Like, it was just uh, in and out, and we were good. But so yeah, Gab, how you feeling? That's very secondary to the I ate brats that night case. So. <laughs> Congrats on your mediocrity. I'll throw. I'll do you one better. I'll throw, I threw in a dip the night that I had. My oh, teeth out. Hand yes. to God. Hand to God. That's not. I'm not. I'm not a proud of it, but I'm just saying. Like I assembled an entire playhouse. Let's make this a competition. I. Who was it? Brats dip. Yeah, what did you do? <laughs> All right. Well, I just got killed. Like I thought a dip over a brat was impressive, but you're out here building a fucking habitat for humanity's house somewhere. Yeah. No. See, <laughs> I've been taking naps and I've been eating ramen. And then I took another nap, and then I ate some more ramen. Well, that's your fucking Netflix. That's a regular Tuesday for me. That's your I've, I've been living it up. I feel like I'm like a grandma getting them out because I feel like I'm so old compared to like the 15 year old that was in there before me. While we're on the topic of Ms. Gowdy, I do want to ask about. Well, congratulate you first of all because I saw that you just got a nice little deal with FanDuel. I would love to hear more about that. Thanks. Well, I am running their TikTok right now. I get a lot of hate comments on there from little teenage boys. It's fun. <laughs> but I make funny videos. And then I'm going to be doing some other stuff with them soon. But maybe a podcast, maybe a YouTube. I don't know which way they want to go with it yet. But that's where we're at right now. It was fun. Awesome. Though. Congratulations. I mean, Sick. They don't just like bring anyone out of their platform. So that's pretty impressive. So good for Thanks. you. Um, I will say you're pretty sick. She's pretty good at TikTok. I I can't get on the TikTok train. I don't understand it yet, but but you're the perfect one for that job. That seems right up your alley. Like you're a pro and make funny videos. That's all they want. So I said, okay, I can do that. So one of my, I love, if you guys aren't following Gab Gowdy on Instagram or Twitter, please do. Because one of my favorite things about that godforsaken website, Twitter is watching Gab Gowdy ruin people's lives with oh why don't ruin their what no no no, but uh, let let me let let me fix that people that come at her and say hateful things she's very good at turning around she doesn't go after people just for no reason people that like someone said something to you the other day on twitter like called you a name or something like something like disrespectful but then you posted a dm that he had sent you a few months ago saying like damn baby you're hot you want to hang out yeah i mean his life just his life is over like his delete his account it was the greatest thing ever he said you have a big fat whale body fat head ugly i said okay well let me just take this dm and just post it because i don't want to say anything mean i wasn't saying anything mean i just try to make if someone says something mean to me I'm just going to try to make it something funny. Like, I'll make a joke about myself with them. You come at the king, you best not miss. That's badass. <laughs> I, one of my favorite pastimes is cyberbullying people that come at me or the Browns, <laughs> mostly the Browns. And I'll do it within reason, but I am, to this day, I feel undefeated against I know. 14 to 15-year-olds or adult men that are just douchebags. I, it's so fun and rewarding. But do not cyber bully. Do not get addicted to Percocet. Do not. What else did we talk about that we shouldn't have? Don't do those things, certainly. And any other vices, don't do them. Uh, listen to your parents. Stay in school. And 
be good to each other. And that message oh. was brought to you by Zabo Apparel Company. Yeah, shout out Zabo Apparel Company. I do. I want to talk about the Indians and your job there and being at Fox Sports Ohio. And you're also, are you the head coach of the St. Joe's cross country team? No, I am an assistant coach. I, I, either way, I don't know how you do all this in, in one day. But I do want to talk about your nonprofit, which is so very impressive. And I love following it, I love seeing all the things you do with it. Gab Cruz started a nonprofit, Love Doesn't Shove, several years ago now. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do it any good justice like you would introing it. So can you tell us a little bit about it? Oh. Uh, sure. Uh, Love doesn't shove is just a dating violence, violence education program. So it's just geared toward facilitating an interactive conversation with students about the dynamics of healthy relationships and all of it as a means of violence prevention. So hopefully, you know, hopefully kids are taking away something positive so that they can um, build healthier relationships. But. The thing that impresses me the most about that is, one, I mean, you started it yourself. You do it yourself, which is awesome. Two, you're not just, like, handing out pamphlets or having, like, a Twitter account. Like, you're going into high schools all over Cleveland and putting on these seminars and assemblies for all these young men, correct? Oh, okay, yeah. It's not just men. It's for uh, boys and girls. But, yeah, for sure. I just figured, I don't know, way back when – 2014 when I started it I just saw a problem and I felt like the best way to solve a problem was to get out there and do something about it um this was before like hashtags and I don't know not before hashtags but like I feel like there's a lot of different ways to tackle issues today but it was kind of just grassroots it was like if you want to change something go do it when you said like to teach these young men you're not wrong i just always like a big part of my mission is like hey man we have a lot of great conversations in the schools and a lot of it is about how it goes both ways so i just had to throw in the disclaimer there yeah so there's probably education towards uh, how do you say it? those going through the abuse of what to look for how to get out of it right Part of it could be getting out of the relationship, but really it's sort of recognizing the red flags because a lot of people, we don't come from the same home environment. So if somebody comes from an unhealthy environment at home where that they're, they're witness to unhealthy dynamics, they're automatically more likely to either one, perpetrate those same behaviors or two, become tolerant of those behaviors when they go to build relationships with other people. So there, there's a lot in school, we learn math and science and stuff, but nobody really teaches you like, hey, if you come from a shit background, here's how to not be a shit person. So I think it's just super applicable to life. And, and yeah, it's definitely a very interactive conversation. The kids, they'll act stuff out. We'll do scenarios. Okay, George and Sally are dating. Sally liked Peter's Instagram post. You know, like they'll go, they'll get really into it. We'll, Yo, we'll do scenarios. You gotta scenarios. watch that. You gotta watch that double tap sometimes, guys. <laughs> you get some big shit for that. Sorry, go social on. Social media. Well, social media makes it, uh, relationships very interesting today. So that's like a lot of uh, the meat of what we talk about and the dynamics of how relationships are today for young people. So it's super interesting. I just. What I'm most impressed by is from uh, you post videos and pictures a lot on your Instagram of love doesn't shove. And it just, everyone seems so very much into it, all the students. And I just, the reason why I say that is obviously you're the reason for that, of course, because you bring high energy and it's very compelling stuff. And I'm just thinking, I'm putting myself in back in high school. And like, when you heard you're having like an assembly on something, you're just like, oh, damn. But this looks like a complete opposite of that. Like these kids seem like super engaged when you're doing it. Um, so I mean, is that, how's the reception been? 
honestly, the response has been so great. I think that's why I've stayed with it is because the students are awesome. And I think it is, you, you made a good point about high energy. I think you got to be true to yourself. It's not everybody's style, but given that this could become a really dark topic, especially for people who have personal experiences with it, I'm a big believer in like just being a, an example that, okay, even if you go through some hard stuff, you can still thrive or be outgoing or be funny or be high energy and help or move on or become a better person or be healthy, find love again, anything. I kind of like that positive twist rather than like having it be a real a like buzzkill, like you were saying, when people are like, oh, assemblies in school, that like, you got to make it the fun kind. I, I think this m- is so- much respect to that. That's awesome. And just so, what, what, what's the, where's the website that people can go to, our listeners? What's it called? Uh, lovedoesn'tshove.org. LoveDoesn'tShove.org. This kind of stuff should be, uh, one more thing I'll say, this kind of stuff should be, I think, mandatory. I think every high school kid, middle, whatever, should go through it. Um, I, I don't remember ever having any kind of education like that in high school. Um, I mean, fortunately, I'm not from a shit background. I come from uh, a good household, wasn't raised in a barn. Um, but like you said, you know, some people aren't, and they need to hear this stuff, and there's no other way they're going to hear it unless it's through something like this. So props to you. I love it. Um, and yeah, like you said, Everyone can check it out, lovedoesn'tshove.org, or just follow Gab on her social media. She posts stuff all the time. Our highest demographic is 18 to 24-year-olds, by the uh, way. Noted. There's so many 14-year-olds that, <laughs> that DM me all the time. Like, don't listen to our podcast, kid. All right. You're, you're going to get put on a list if you keep saying stuff like that. Everyone knows you as, well, they've seen you on commercials and all this stuff in Cleveland. You are the in-game host of the Cleveland Indians at Progressive Field when we actually had fans allowed in the stadium. Uh, question number one, how's the withdrawal? Like, what are you guys even able to do anything with the team at all? I personally am not. So I would say it's pretty anticlimactic for, for me at this point. Um, I'm really just not on a hiatus, but sort of just doing other things. So did you say withdraw? It kind of broke up. How's the how's the withdraw? I, I just feel like, you know, when you're on a scoreboard every night in front of 40,000 people every single night to then not have that all of a sudden, I just, I, withdrawal was the first thought that would come to mind. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought you said. I just wasn't sure if I missed it. I would say the with, it's been very great. Honestly, I didn't know how much of an extrovert I was until now, because usually I'm so um, immersed in people in a very, in an environment where I have to be on for a long period of time. And sometimes that's a 10 game homestand and there's rain delays in there and stuff. And so I'm so used to being on for so long that I'm, I'm really excited to like go home and be alone or just like rest my face muscles from like smiling or just being engaged. And now, like you said, it's like a 180. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm over the initial shock, but I still miss human interaction. And I realized I would be like the biggest coronavirus um, liability because of how many people I give unsolicited hugs and high fives to. So I understand like why I'm booted. <laughs> how many years have you been doing this? How'd you get started with this? Um, I've been doing this since 2016. And so I had just gotten out of school and I auditioned. There just happened to be an opening. So nailed it. Then, go do yeah. it. What was the biggest, if you ever even had one, biggest screw up on the billboard in front of the entire stadium that has ever happened to you? The funny thing is I make mistakes all the time. You just finesse over them. Like you really honestly pretend like you know what you're saying afterwards. So I probably have a thousand. One of the times the mic was, I sing a lot at work 
like obnoxiously sing. Just rapping bone thugs? And um, like everything from like Christian rock tunes that I'm just, oh, my hope is in Jesus. Like I'll do weird stuff. Like, like weird things from that direction to the total opposite direction. And I am so blessed that this one time I was on the mic and it was hot throughout the stadium during a warm-up. And I think I was singing, oh, I want to dance with somebody. Like, I was, uh, what's, who sings that? Um, Whitney Houston. It is Whitney. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, the queen. Um, out of all the things I could have been saying or slash singing, that was when, what went live. And I'm so blessed. It was, it was that instead of anything else. And it was funny. It was, it was fun. One thing I forgot to bring up in on Gab's resume is she's obviously a phenomenal singer and she's on Spotify and Apple Music and has her own music out there. So look her up and blast that music because it's impressive as hell. Oh, we got to get your violin on my latest song. Thank you. Yeah, Segway, segue. Um, I don't know if anybody knows of our listeners, but Kevin is an incredibly gifted musician, plays the violin. And how the hell have we not implemented that to this podcast like in any capacity? At all. We're on the second season. Oh, happy one-year anniversary. But We missed it by a month, but... August 9th. Yeah, we saw that last night. We missed our one-year anniversary of the first episode. So happy anniversary indeed. Um, in terms of my music stuff, uh, I don't know. People can look at my Instagram or come to Chicago when we play our next show. Shout out, hashtag, or at symbol to the number two letter. Yeah, you are so good. And the thing I think that is so cool is that violin... It's just a sick instrument. It's so unique. And when you throw it into like rap songs and different things, I think it's so badass. It's first, unique, first of all, cool sound to compliment moves and music. You're far too kind. So thank you, number one. Number two, I love playing the electric violin, fiddle more than anything, really. But the only thing that even comes close to that is I'm also just such a big fan of the instrument. Like, if I hear a violin being played or like there's a band that's playing one, like I have to just stop and like watch and listen. Like I'm such a big fan of just the violin. The sound of the violin is why I started playing it. I think it's the coolest, sexy sound in the world. That's why I started playing it because everyone plays guitar and no one really has a violin in their band and always want to add one. So it's been very, very uh, beneficial over the years. Well, maybe, maybe Gab can make some TikToks and have your violin in the background. Yeah, I'll use you as my audio. <laughs> For the Perfect. for the sad sports takes, it'll be like the sad violin, and then for the hot sports takes, it'll be like the cool violin to the rap music. So oh, yeah, uh, sign me up. But hey, speaking of violin, uh, another good segue. It's been a f- several weeks. Uh, what's the wedding update? Is Kate still marrying you? Oh God. Um, supposedly yes. We have been we're hashing out the rehearsal dinner. It's been a nightmare. I just found out that wedding presents are a thing like we're getting each other wedding presents right and um like oh i spent you- more money than i have my entire oh. net worth on what's on your finger i bought <laughs> you plural goddamn rings and i wasn't a huge tool about it but probably could have been a little nice it could just wind up me being a present but i'm like okay can we just stop looking for reasons to hemorrhage money the wedding industry is so jacked up am it's i bar- my- am i bartending uh no you're not allowed to because of the covid stuff they want professional i'm still lobbying for it but 
I didn't make it the hill to die. Uh, yeah, there's $400 back in your pocket. Let me bartend. I'll just have a few. I'll just get a little gassed up on the side. That yeah. actually kind of got me jacked up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push Yo, hard for it. Do you have any idea the kind of dance floor you will have if, even if there's only D- 50 Dance floors aren't allowed because of COVID. Wait, wait it, uh, huh. Until I am the one bartending and people are getting gassed, that dance floor is going to get people spinning on their heads and breakdancing. Within yeah. the first hour. And then breathing on each other, getting COVID and canceling the NFL season when we're about to make the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the Browns finally. Great segue. Let's do it. So training camp has come to an end. As far as I know, there's I saw a report a couple of days ago that there are no cases in the NFL right now of COVID. So so far things are being very successful. I think speaking of COVID, um, people need to just get over the fact that there are gonna be probably a shitload of cases throughout the season. And I wouldn't be surprised if games just get postponed because of it. So I think people need to just realize that now and just get get over it. Um, but yeah, a couple big things that came out. First of all, this week, Mac Wilson, who went down, he hyperextended his knee last week or two weeks ago. He does not need surgery. So he's going to be back in four to six weeks. And I'm so pumped because I'm a huge fan of Mac Wilson, um, Bama boy. He, If you follow him on Instagram or Twitter, the guy works out. Every, like they all do, but he works on his craft every single day. And I think he really took it seriously when, unfortunately, Joe Schobert left um, to go to Jacksonville. He's, you know, he realized that now he is the leader and a veteran in that backfield now. And I'm just very excited to see what he's going to do because of that. Speaking of Jacksonville, we made a trade today for Ronnie Harrison, their, well, now former safety, who we traded a fifth round pick for. And he's also a Bama boy. So, Already, you saw Jedrick, you saw Mac just going nuts on social media. So we, we actually got to bring this up because we took a week off last week. There was just so much. Our players, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, have been dropping like flies due to injuries. And Grant Delpit uh, tore his Achilles. His season's over. The rookie we drafted in the second out of LSU. Uh, total bummer. And, yeah, Ronnie Harrison – that trade was made to basically get bodies on that side of the ball and hopefully is a serviceable to incredibly badass safety for us. But yeah, Delpit it's great was a, that Max back. Delpit's a big will loss. Be back. Delpit was going to be, he was slotted as our starting safety for the year. So that was a big loss. Props to Mr. Andrew Barry for getting this trade done. Cause that's a huge out of left field addition. That's going to pay off in dividends. We hope. Any of the gabs, any any takes, any any opinions on the Browns? My biggest take right off the bat was just wondering what the injuries were all about because I'm like, is it because we're in this pandemic and they're just like, are they trying to go harder and because it's a, you know, important preparation or whatever, or is it just a Browns thing? I thought it was kind of unfortunate to keep reading these headlines about the indi- or injuries but if it weren't for those I would I'm, you know I'm still pretty confident though about this team actually especially with the good news with Mac Wilson like you said you know we're, we're I feel like every year the Browns are kind of a toss-up but for real this time for real I really actually I believe in us Gab Gowdy, give it to us. Um, I think that it's just a Browns thing because every year something bad has to happen to us so might as well just get it over with now yeah. Maybe we get it over with now. I am, I'm behind that. Because last year, I was like, well, I'm clearly going to win the Super Bowl. It's just a matter of how many times they're going to be able to repeat. Uh, things kind of fell short. This is the first time in a while that I've got into a season with 
a little bit more of a bleak, uh, what do you call it? A bleak outlook, which if that's the opposite of what it's been in the past, who knows? (laughs) This could be huge just from a... Actually, that's a good point point. because that's a good point. Maybe it'll be like, it'll take some of the pressure off a little bit. Because like you said, I feel last year, it was like the expectations were there right off the bat. And then, you know, so maybe this, and it's an odd theory, but like Gab said, maybe we're getting it out of the way, the pressure's a little off, and then maybe we'll just surprise everybody. Yeah, we we became underdogs Yeah. somehow, even though we've been underdogs for like I know, 20 years I know. now. But I, I think there's got to be a, going into a season with so much hype, I don't think it does any good for your team <laughs> when you're the ones that are hyped up. Because everybody that you're playing against, they are looking at the chops to crush that hype. I was just going to say, like, ESPN and Bleacher Report and all that freaking websites, they do it to us on purpose. I'm like, can you guys stop doing that? You're just doing it to make us angry, and then you know what's going to happen, and then we're going to be upset, and then everyone's going to bully us, and then we're going to be mad again. That's why when all the people for the Knicks were like, ooh, clicks for Knicks, so sad, everybody bullies them. Why do they feel bad for them, but they don't feel bad for the Browns? They suck every year. Not fair. A lot of people are saying that Baker looks great. Mostly, uh, they're talking about physically. They said he worked his ass off all offseason, came back just physically in better shape than ever. It says he's he's moving a lot better because of it. So I'm very excited to see uh, what he does and what this offense does. People are putting too much weight into that stupid inner squad scrimmage last week. Like, yeah. The second team won, big deal. Like, who's going 100% in a practice scrimmage before we even get into the real season? People are like, oh, I don't know. Baker couldn't take on the second team defense. I don't think <laughs> they don't really care to take on the second team defense. Obviously, all of them will be, you know, they're competitors and they always want to win. I understand that. But anyone who's even, like, there's just, there's way too, that got way more attention than it should ever have gotten. Uh, quick update for people because the four of us are on a Zoom video call so we can see everyone. And Raleigh and Gab K are both in pitch black rooms. Uh, me and Gab G have our lights on, so shouts to us. Speaking of Baker, great transition. I actually have, I actually have a light right here. Yeah, I guess I have lights in my apartment too. I'm happy to turn on. You guys look like you're in like one of those like the first 48 like interview rooms or just like the like the glow around your bodies in a dark interview room. Oh, Her screen's pitch black. I'm glowing. I was wondering if I should acknowledge it or just turn on the light because I was like, oh, this is kind of peaceful. They said they can't even see my face for the thing, so this is fine. Speaking of of Baker, always a great transition by me. Thank you very much. Have you guys seen the new progressive commercial with him and Emily? And what? Oh, they killed it. They killed it. I haven't seen it. I don't have TV. What was it? So basically, it's them speaking. uh, It starts with them talking about a book club that Baker's putting together and that Emily was in like the top 15 candidates for it. And she was like, well, I thought I would have been higher on the list than that. It's super dry, super, I realize whenever you try to explain a situation where people are being dry or sarcastic, you never do it justice. I'm a huge connoisseur of comedy when it comes to people trying to be intentionally funny in an advertisement and their timing, everything they did was spot on. So props to them for crushing it. I think the the type of dialogue that these commercials have, it it would be so easy to just sound so corny and just fuck up the acting on it so bad. These two are never once awkward. And yeah, this isn't just homerism. They're just so natural and good at this commercial stuff, like the acting. Like that's what's even the most impressive thing to me. Not saying like I, you know, they, they couldn't be or they shouldn't be, but I think they just knocked the acting straight out of the park. 
So one thing that has been very encouraging that I keep forgetting, it'll just randomly hit me throughout the day and I get really excited. We have a Browns game in 10 days. Mm-hmm. A regular season real football game in 10 days. It's at Baltimore. We've discussed how good it would be to knock them off week one. Uh, I want to go around the horn real quick. What's everyone's plans for the first COVID Browns game away game of the season? Uh, Gab K. I'm sorry. I'm an anti-climatic answer here. I don't have anything crazy planned. It's going to be like a last minute. Somebody texts me, hey, we're over here. Do you want to come? And it'll be very low-key. I'm bar. sure it won't be anything cool. So, yeah, Gowdy, are you getting rowdy? I don't know what I'm doing. I am moving on oh. Saturday. Are you leaving that dump Pittsburgh? I already left there. I'm at my parents right now. You're out of Pittsburgh? Long yeah, long gone, see you never. You, you upgraded from Pittsburgh. Wait, 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 wait. Like, you're, you're like no, out, I'm out? Ohio. Or just home for the surgery? No, no. I moved out like two months ago. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And now I'm moving to downtown Cleveland on Saturday. All right. Oh. Welcome to the land. Holy shit. Congrats. Thanks. Big news. Breaking news. You heard it here first. Dogs but of I don't, War I don't podcast. Know what I'm doing, but that's where I'll be. I have many good friends and roommates from Pittsburgh. I mean, it is a dump, but it, it, it's a dump. Raleigh, I think what we should do next Sunday for the Browns game is probably go to Fieldhouse in Chicago. I love that we can say we're in Chicago now. There's no more secrets. With our other fellow, uh, well, for me, my fellow Westsiders, Westside, go to that bar a lot. Or Vaughn's. Um, we'll pick one of those and we'll go there. We could do a live podcast. We're going to do one at one of those bars one of these weeks, yeah, for sure. Um, I have one more question for Gab K, because I know it's a very, once you get into the, the media world that you are, everyone says it's a very small world, like everyone knows everybody. Is there one specific reporter, on-air personality, anyone that you look up to or model your style after? I would say, like, Andre Knott from a while ago. Like, when I was in college, I remember I interviewed him for a class, and I just liked that. I felt like we had a lot in common in terms of just being ourselves and being embraced for it. Um, it's like at the ballpark, I'm kind of like, they never told me to tone it down. I, I just came in there being quirky and weird and they were like, okay with it. And so I ran with it, but I think I was initially inspired just by seeing Andre not be himself. And I was like, okay, cool. Well then that's what I want to be. Do you feel that people, because of how open you are, on like Instagram and Twitter and everything, when people see you at the ballpark, do they say hi to you like they know you, like your best friends? Like, hey, hey, Gab, and you have no idea who they are. All the time, and I and you're perfect don't mind for that. it at all. Yeah, like, yeah I was just saying, like, you're perfect for that. I literally don't mind at all, and I I miss people. Like I said, I literally miss people. I didn't know how much I loved people until they got taken away. <laughs> I've, I've seen you sign autographs, especially at All Star Weekend. So, Gab Squared, the Gabs, Gab K, Gab G, thank you so much again for coming out of the Dogs War Podcast. It's been a long time coming. Very excited to have you both on. We'll have to do it again soon. Follow Gab Gowdy on Instagram, G-A-B-B-G-O-U-D-Y. And as we always say, get rowdy with Gab Gowdy. That's Gab it. Gab K, Gabriella Cruz. Let me spell that out for you guys because that's how nice I am. G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-A. K-R-E-U-Z on the gram. I know, I mean... It's going to be in the bio of the episode. Everyone includes the followers anyway, so yeah. Um, but I've been dying to get the both Gabs on, the Gab show. It's been a blast. Thank you both again. Any closing thoughts? 
Oh, I got one. I got a teaser. We're supposed to do more teasers. Ladies first. Well, give me this teaser before I forget about it. Next week, uh, we're going to have a, like a mini episode. Me and Kevin, we're going to have uh, a fantasy expert, Adam Connor. He was on last year. going to talk about Brown's picks to make, where to make them. Um, also looking to have an unpaid intern draft my team since I hate fantasy and I suck at it. So if you guys are listening and you want to be an unpaid intern for my draft team this year, uh, DM Angry Browns fans on the Instagram machine. Gab K, anything, plug anything, say anything. I'm not that important, but I just wanted to say uh, to Gab G, like, welcome to the land. That's so exciting, and, like, that's awesome about your FanDuel gig. And, I mean, you should be really proud of yourself. Like I said, I'm not as Twitter savvy. I'm not as TikTok savvy. I'm, like, not as involved in the Internet, but still super pumped about all your success. And uh, early welcome to the land, man. Thank you. You girls are so much so nicer nice. than we Thanks. could ever be. Yeah, look at you not trying and getting <laughs> just, your blue check mark. So, what are your closing thoughts? Um, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's been a really fun time. <laughs> Those are the drugs talking. <laughs> yeah, it's just my wisdom teeth drugs making me have compliments for this. Just kidding. Um, thanks for having a good time with me. And also, Gab, I appreciate you. You're so kind of so nice of you. And go Browns. Thank you both again so much. We're doing this again. Everyone have a great Labor Day weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Now that she's back in the atmosphere, the drops of Jupiter in her head. Yaks like summer and walks like rain Reminds me that there's a time to change Since the return of a stay on the moon She listens like spring and she talks like June